Ready to boost sales and grow your business without the BS? Welcome to the Business Growth Show. I'm Sam Dunning, a digital marketing, sales, and business growth evangelist. Tune in and subscribe today as I'll be interviewing business leaders, experts, and entrepreneurs from around the globe. We'll be sharing actionable tips across marketing, sales, and growth without the BS to help you skyrocket your business. Welcome back to a very fresh episode of the Business Growth Show. I am your host, Daryl Prale, and today we have on a chap called Sam Dunning. Wait a minute, something's not right here. You may know Sam. You listen to him every single week. He's the host of the Business Growth Show normally. Notice I said normally. He's also co-owner and sales director at Web Choice. So let me ask you this. What's going on? Why am I listening to Prail and not Sam? I'm a little confused. You're not the only one. Let me tell you, this episode right now, we're turning the tables for a very special celebration. How special? Why? What are we celebrating? I'm glad you asked. We have now officially hit episode number 100 of Sam's Business Growth Show. And Sam has asked me, Daryl Prail. To return, because I was early on his show. I was, I was, I like to say I was a pioneer, but perhaps I'm taking some liberties. But he's asked me to turn the tables on this episode and interview this so called digital marketing, sales, and business growth evangelist. You know him as Sam Dunning. So we're going to have some fun, you and I. I'm going to ask him some real questions. I'm going to ask him some hard questions. I'm going to intentionally try to embarrass him. I'm going to try to get a side of Sam that you've not seen, that's never part of his show, so we can get to know him a little better. And along the way, we may have a laugh or two. Now, if you're just tuning in, maybe word of mouth has gotten out there and they said, you got to listen to this episode. Okay, well, let me set the stage for you. So who is this cat? Who is Sam Dunning, the host of Sam's Business Growth Show? Well, let me tell you a bit about him. He helps businesses skyrocket their leads, their sales, their brand positioning, all doing this via SEO, results-driven digital marketing, conversion-focused web design, and custom web and mobile application development. That, that is your host. That is Sam Dunning. Sam, my friend, Squire, welcome to number 100, my friend. Daryl, what an intro. Really looking forward to this, man. Really appreciate you doing this. And uh, a little bit nervous, a little bit scared for what you're going to throw at me, my friend. Well, I was uh, I was sharing with Sam uh, in you know in the green room. I like to say before we go live that uh, the word has gotten out there that we were going to do this and that I was going to be uh, given the reins of today's show. And uh, for those who who may not be in the know, let me share that I am also the host of the Inside Inside Sales Show. And recently, we also celebrated episode 100. And in our case, I had brought upon, I had asked my good friend, Benjamin Dennehy, the UK's most hated sales trainer, to come and actually interview me. So all of my colleagues were saying, oh, you're doing this to Dunning. And I'm like, absolutely. And they're like, are you going to do to Dunning what Dennehy did to you? Which was, he was mean to me. He made me cry. He was vicious. Uh, all in all in the pursuit of ratings and listeners and reviews, but we did have a good time. Sam, I promise not to be that hard on you today, but I will ask you some hard questions, and we are going to turn the tables, and I'm going to make you stammer. That's my goal today, to make you pause and stammer, and if I can get a tear out of you, then I'm feeling really good. Are, are, are you feeling like you're ready for this, my, my, my friend? Let's do it, man. I haven't got any tissues handy, but the bathroom's only just there, so... Uh... <laughs> 
<laughs> Let's see what you go for me, dude. That's right. The bathroom's just there. So we're going to pause the podcast while he goes and gets some tissues. There we go. Okay. So we're going to start off with some basics. We're going to ease Sam into this. Okay. So I believe it's customary that in every single episode, when he brings on his guests, I was there. Uh, you've listened to every single one. He always says something along the lines of, well, there, mate. Tell me a little bit about who are you? What's your story? So, Sam, when you're not being the host of Sam's Business Growth Show and you're not kicking ass doing digital marketing, that's what I really want to know. When you're not kicking ass doing digital marketing, who are you? What's your personal story? Who's Sam? Well, I appreciate it, dude. So I've got a, a little baby six-month-old boy called Finley. And I have a lovely fiance called Lauren when we're, we're due to mar- get married next year. So that's that's my family. Um, aside from when I'm not digital marketing, messing around on LinkedIn, running this podcast or doing whatever work day to day stuff I'm doing, um, I'm with the family, I'm going to the gym, I'm playing a bit of football with friends. Um, that That's it in a nutshell. Are you after more of a deeper background on my story? Or? Well, I want to know that, okay, so you started this business. You started, you know, Web Choice. Now, clearly, you're not fresh out of school. We can all see that despite your baby <laughs> face. Or maybe I just look old. What the hell? I don't know. Anyway, whatever. <laughs> You've done this. So, like, there has to be, there's always the story behind the story. Nobody wakes up and says, you know what? I'm going to start a business. Usually, in my experience, it's a reaction. I don't like this. I had a bad experience here. I'm tired. I want control. What's your story? What made you do this? Long story, actually. So I've actually come and gone to WebChoice, the company I'm now a co-owner of, probably about five times. So I actually, and I told this, I think it was on last week or the week before this episode, I I started as a sales rep. And on one of my first ever calls, I essentially told a website that was equivalent to LinkedIn. I won't go into too much detail, but the long short of it is I hugely undersold it, and that's a whole other story. But I worked at WebChoice for a little while. Right before I got into digital marketing, I was a sales rep at a retail store selling cameras to Jessup. So I think now I've closed down a UK-based camera equipment store, and I realised I really, really hated face-to-face sales. I I now know I'm an inside guy, inside sales guy through and through, and. I just didn't like dealing with customers. I mean, they were so rude. They never really were polite. They'd just kind of say what they wanted. And the problem with the retail back then was there was no real benefit to me. There was no commission to be made. Customers didn't like me. Managers didn't like me. So when my cousin um, at the time said there was a role going at the digital marketing company, I jumped to the stand and actually took the job the next day and um, got myself in. Anyway, did that for a little while. And once I... I messed around with digital marketing and then I was only working part-time at the time. And my friend then said there was a job going at a call center selling ink cartridges over the phone to whoever would answer the phone. So I did that for maybe a year. Took a break from WebChoice, did that for a year. Came back to WebChoice, did that for another year as a sales rep and then nearly joined the army. Decided it wasn't for me. Went back to WebChoice for a third time and probably did another year and kind of really developed, honed in on my sales skills. Then an old friend of mine got in touch, said he was starting up a marketing business, which was a little bit different. That was more like doing um, selling leads and data list rental for people running dialers and marketing agencies and that kind of stuff. Um, That's where I learned a lot about selling over the phone, cold calling, follow-ups, all that good stuff, because that literally was a startup marketing agency, and we had no clients. So I was hitting the phones hard when I first joined for the first six months, just building up a client list, 
cold calling, bringing on companies and all that good stuff. We did that for about a year and a half. And then a few things went sour at that company. And my cousin and, and the other chap that ran Web Choice at the time said, look, there's, there's a job going here. We appreciate things have got tough where you are. So I came back on, um, essentially grew the client list a little. And then there's an opportunity to become an owner, which, which I gladly took up. And that's kind of where we are now. And over time, we've just built it up through, through various means, mainly through inbound marketing, which is what we do for our customers. Um, and that's, that's a quick snapshot of it, really, dude. So, see, this is, what's, this is what's so cool. So if you're listening to this, you're going, you know, digital marketing, yeah, that's great. And I get this. I love Sam. I love his guests. I love his conversations. But what you don't know, and now you do, is that he's had his same journey just like you. He's had ups, he's had downs, he's had struggles, and he's had to find his niche, which means when you're actually giving this advice, you're speaking not just from experience, you're speaking from the heart, and that's kind of cool. But I got to ask you a question. Uh, when we're talking online, a little birdie kind of whispered in my ear and said, ask Sam how parenthood has changed his career. So in that little story you just gave, going back and forth the web choice upwards of five times, no kids were involved, but things have changed now. You've got a wonderful six-month-old Finley. So talk to me. How has parenthood changed your career? Well, first of all, I'm learning to function with less sleep, which is which is always a skill set in itself. But it, it, I guess it kind of helps you put things into perspective, really. So rather than just, just working for your own, let's say, rewards or whatever you've got in mind of why you want to do well, whether it's to buy a nice house, whether it's to help your girlfriend or your partner, or whether it's to... We've got a nice holiday or save for something, save for your future. It's more, we've got another member of our family now, so I want to make sure we're, we've, we're kind of supporting him, we're doing well for him. But at the same time, being flexible, because as we know, work's not everything, even though, especially with my time side of things, managing our time is very, very hard when it comes to running a podcast, running a digital marketing company, looking after our clients and all that good stuff. So making sure we've got time to go out with the little one and have walks and spend time on the weekend and do all that good stuff that's part of being a family man now so it's yeah making sure thing, things have changed a lot but, but for the good <laughs> well i have two i can tell yeah. you and they're now in their 20s and it uh your journey's about to begin you're going to have a lot of fun along the way you're going to bang your head against the wall every mm. other day it, de- it never gets easier people always think to themselves oh when they're like four or five, I can start to talk to them. When they're 10, we can have great conversations and play. When they're 15, we can go and, you know, enjoy events together and really talk about politics and life and all that. It doesn't work that way. It just, <laughs> it's every single era that's got a different challenge. All right. I want to, I want to circle back. So here we are in Sam's Business Growth Show. And I got to ask you, why did you start the show in the first place? What was your catalyst? So people come to you for digital marketing advice. I'm going to assume one of those channels, you, you talk about inbound, could be a podcast. Why did you start it? And on top of that, you're 100 episodes into it now. What What is the most memorable thing that comes to mind? Good, bad, catastrophic, oh. exciting, whatever. I want to hear it. That is a, two good questions. So why I started it, that's probably going to be a disappointing answer. Essentially, at the time, I was listening to two, I've always, two of my favorite podcasts were Will Barron, The Salesman Podcast. Yes. And Brandon Manansen sells secrets from the top 1%. Yep. Um, which he's not recording as many right now. But though, I used to li- listen to those two religiously. Um, so I listen to a, po- a lot of podcasts over the weekend when I'm cleaning the house, doing all the chores and all that boring stuff. And they kind of got me pumped. And I thought, why don't I just start my own? And there was no, at the time, there was no real agenda behind it. I just thought it would be really cool if 
first of all, I can get a couple guys to actually agree to come on the show who I respect. Um, so I think the first episode, couple episodes were Daniel Disney and then Brandon Bonanson. And then we got Will Barron on quite early. We got you on quite early, Dale. And I thought, as it was going, even though I had no real agenda, I just kind of thought, if I get these people on, I can learn from them because I can always improve my sales skills, my marketing skills. It will give me content to put on LinkedIn, which is always useful because I'm often scratching my head on the morning thinking what I'm going to post. And it, it should be a good experience. And it, it started off a lot better than I expected. So I didn't expect as many people to respond when I reached out on LinkedIn or over email to, to actually agree to come on the show. So I was, I was quite humbled, really. And, and over time, I realized that it could actually help in a number of ways in terms of giving me content to put out, giving useful tips and actionable tips to our audience, um, learning for both myself from the audience, and also helping our company as a result. This podcast kind of helped in a number of different ways, as you know, Daryl. Um, in terms of most memorable moment, that's a really good question because there's been a lot. Um, there's been a lot, really. I mean, one, one aspect that I was quite proud of back in the day was a guy called Alan Barrett that runs a really successful supplement company in the UK called Grenade. He is one of our, one of our kind of most viewed episodes, one, one of the episodes we got the most positive feedback from. Um, uh, one of my favorite episodes probably was with Benjamin Dennehy, though, that we did quite recently. That was very, very good on um, how to tackle inbound leads. As, as you know, ben, ben, ben puts on a good show. And he's, uh, he's also got really, really good takeaways. So he gets to the point and that was a really, really useful audience on how you can make the most of inbound leads and how you can qualify out the time wasters fast. So that was probably the one, one of the ones I enjoyed the most, but there've been so many, as, as you know, recording the show, it's hard to pinpoint because each episode has its own golden nuggets of, of nice advice. All right. So what I heard you say is my name was nowhere in there in the memorable <laughs> time. That's that's what I'm. <laughs> wow. Well, that hurts, man. I'm ready deep in the core. OK. OK. So digital marketing, I like to say that digital marketing is a never ending series of tests because you never really know what's going to happen, despite you're having good you know, experience and skills and, and, and intuition. So I got to ask one question and then we're going to get to some hard questions as it relates to your own podcast. What is it that you do not like about it? What is the most annoying bugaboo that you just want to fix or you want to evolve that personally bugs you? And for those who are listening, this is a good example that even when you're doing it after 100 episodes, it's never quite done. So what's the one thing that's really frustrating you right now? There's plenty. I could probably think of a bunch of things. Um, well, it used to be the production, but then luckily I hired a friend to, to sort out all the production for their YouTube, the podcast episodes and all that time-consuming stuff. Um, aside from that, it's really how many times I say, um, in an episode. Sometimes <laughs> I wish I could slap myself around the head because I'm going, um, uh, just get to the point, Sam, you idiot. That's really the number one thing. <laughs> and if you're listening, what's going to happen now is you're going to listen to that nonstop. Every time he says it in future episodes, you're going to hear him say it. And you're going to go, that's it. I get it. I get it. For me, I have the same thing. I have a bridge of a filler. Uh, and for me, it's with that said, which is always my bridge. So with that said, let's talk about some, let's get into the gossipy stuff right now. Yeah. See what I did there? I just, I used my bridge after saying I'm going to use my bridge. Um, you talk to a lot of people. You talk to, I mean, people listen to your show because they want to learn from you. You talk to a lot of people. How are businesses missing out 
on inbound leads and sales. So I want to be gossipy for a second. You see a lot of customers. You see a lot of prospects. You talk to them. They're listening to you every single week looking for your advice. What, what are you seeing? How are businesses missing out on inbound leads and sales through the digital marketing? Biggest mistake, biggest missed opportunity. What do you see over and over again? Sure. So one of the biggest mistakes I see is that companies are spending a lot on advertising, be it paid advertisements like Google ads or Facebook ads, or maybe they're investing in search engine optimization, webinars, whatever it is to drive traffic to their website or their landing pages. But when they're sending visitors to their website landing page, they're making it so hard for those prospects to do business with them. So as soon as they land on the landing page or homepage, you're not giving a clear idea. The businesses aren't giving a clear idea of how they can make this potential customer's life better, the problem they solve, or the issue they fix to, to essentially help their business. So that's one of the main things. And then there's when you're ready, when the person wants to do business with them. So a lot of us, if we're in a service industry, we want uh, people to request a demo or request a consultation or request a free quote whatever that may be, or if we're in the, the B2C e-com side of things, we want them to purchase. So there's no clear call to actions, or if they are, they're very few and far apart, and it's quite difficult to, to get in touch. So my, my point is make it as easy as possible for people as soon as they land on your website to understand exactly how you help them or the problem you fix, and give people as many ways to get in touch as you as possible, no matter what page or section of your site, your website or landing page they land on. So as soon as they come to your site, here's how we help you do X. Here's how we make way better. Get a, get a free consultation, request a demo, or call us, or use live chat. Give the customer or the prospective customer as many ways as possible to, to get in touch with you or do business. Don't make it hard because you've invested that time or that money into marketing to make it nice and easy to actually get the inbound inquiry or the inbound sell in the first place. The biggest thing I see when I'm coaching my own sales and marketing teams is, is what you just said there, which is, this is great. I love it but what's your call to action? All right. And by the way, get to the call to action sooner. You know, tell them, tell them again, tell them a third time kind of thing. So you want the call to action, your spot is such an easy thing to do, but such, it's such, it's so frequently overlooked. It's crazy. Um, the biggest thing when I had my own agency and, and uh, Sam, I had my, uh, my own agency for, for eight years, also a digital marketing agency. And my biggest thing we had was our clients sucked at making original content. They wanted to rip off everybody else because they themselves didn't know what to write or say or do. They were intimidated, which always amazed me because I'm like, dude, if, if I were to call you up and just have a prospecting call and say, hey, Sam, I'm thinking I need your business. What would you do? You, Sam, would say, well, let me ask you these questions. Let me tell you some stories. Let me share some ROI, some benefits. You start to qualify me, discovery. And my prospects would always say, yep, that's exactly what we do. I'm like, okay, great, do that, but in content. And they just get this blank look. Content doesn't need to be hard. The biggest mistake I see is making quality content followed by the call to action. Now, wh what's your reaction? Uh, did you see that or not? Or, or have times changed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think you're bang on from what you've said there. Um, content, quality, bit of a tricky one depending on your industry. But I think it's like you said, actually sharing insights or sharing questions that you get from your clients or prospects or customers and actually answering those properly. On, on your materials, that you, on the content you put out. So whether that's on your website or whether that's on social media like LinkedIn and the B2B space, and then actually giving the, like you say, giving them the, the action you want them to take, whether that is request a demo, request a proposal, request a quote, or, um, 
for uh, purchase. There's a thing called, um, there's a book I'm reading at the moment, I think it's called Creating a Story Brand, and there's something called the Grunt Test. Yeah. So with your website or with your landing page especially, could a caveman who's sitting by the fire in caveman times literally go onto your site and within three seconds grunt what you do? So if they went onto a web choice site, they, they build websites to make uh, grow businesses or they do digital <laughs> marketing to help businesses grow. Um, and how do you get in touch? It's like, call now or get free quote. So could a caveman land on your website within a few seconds, grunt exactly the service you provide and understand how to get in touch? That's, that's the test you need to run on your marketing materials or your social posts as well because you want to make stuff that you all the content you put out as clear as possible and as simple like you said to to actually do that call to action to get in touch i gotta ask is that the voice and the dialogue you use to convince the young lady in your life to spend time with you i'm just kind of curious it may or may not have been <laughs> Depend, <laughs> depends on how many drinks i had at the time really <laughs> all right all right so the biggest thing i see over and over again is that people like shortcuts. They just, I don't want to do the hard work. I just want a shortcut. So how can people enjoy more leads? How can they create more leads, generate more leads through the marketing and website efforts? If you just had to say, just do this, what would it be? I think there's there's no short, you've got to do the hard work. Um, but the, the, the things to think about are before you start spending tons and tons of money on marketing, understand, you need to understand where your idle customers hang out so for example if you are listening to this and you're a business owner and you're in the b2b space the chances are your idle prospects are going to be hanging out on linkedin so it's going to be worthwhile you actually creating decent content building up the connection connections there and reaching out to potential customers um you're going to need a website of course to showcase your wares um you're going to want to look at seo as a long-term strategy to drive organic searches get yourself to the top of google and drive a steady flow of, of uh, inquiries long term. And you're probably going to, depending on the budget you've actually got, you're probably going to want to look at some form of paid advertising, um, whether that's Google, not so much Facebook social-wise if, if you're in the B2B space. So it's, it's actually a setting. Where do my customers hang out? What platforms are they actually going to be on? So if, like I say, B2B, it's going to be LinkedIn, it's going to be SEO, there's going to be some other channels. And understanding where you can actually put your resources. So whilst we run a podcast, whilst we do a lot of SEO, we do a lot of paid ads, we do a lot of LinkedIn, we've got a, a small to medium-sized team, so we can do that. But then understanding the size of your company, which channels actually make sense to invest in. So things like paid ads can get you really fast traffic. So if you've got a bit of a budget, yes, pump some money in there to start getting traffic to your website. And getting some leads and then understanding resource wise what you can set up have i got time to set up a podcast have i got the resources to do seo you probably want to do that long term can i do a little bit on linkedin um can i start building an email list so understanding the resources you can actually assign to where you're, to the channels that most importantly your customer is on business growth show is sponsored by vidyard in today's digital world getting the attention of key prospects can be a tricky task Emails and phone calls are often ignored and meeting up in person is rarely an option. And that's exactly why tools like Vidyard have become so effective. Vidyard is a free app that makes it easy to record and send custom video messages that truly stand out and generate more responses. It's a great way to introduce yourself, to showcase your personality and to create a more personal connection from your very first outreach. You can sign up for your own free account today at vidyard.com forward slash BGS to start sending your very own video messages. That's vidyard.com forward slash BGS. The show is also sponsored by Web Choice. Are you tired of hunting for clients? 
you could be missing out on regular inbound opportunities all because your website isn't on the first page of Google. Perhaps you're already spending money on marketing, but your website is failing to convert your hard-earned visitors into a consistent flow of leads and sales. Want to learn more about Web Choice's unusual approach that brings idle clients straight to you? Book a free digital marketing assessment today at webchoiceuk.com. That's webchoiceuk.com. So I'll share a story to back up exactly what Sam is saying. When I joined VanillaSoft as CMO, it was three years ago at the time. I'm CRO now, but at the time, uh, pay-per-click was our most expensive, but our most successful lead source. And it mm. was effective and it worked well because there's a high intent. But we put a whole bunch of time and effort into SEO. Sam made a point that I cannot emphasize enough. He says, you got to play the long game on that. Did you hear him say that? Because uh, he said it kind of in passing, but most people miss that part. You got to play the long game. So for us, that meant six months to a year. But when we invested in SEO, we saw within six months, it surpassed the lead flow volume of pay-per-click. And what's really interesting is that there's actually a higher intent value behind SEO than there is on pay-per-click is number one. And number two, the actual cost per lead is just a fraction, typically, of what pay-per-click AdWords spend is. That's my personal experience. I would totally back up what you're saying. I find, if I had to say, where are people missing the mark, is they're not giving themselves enough time. They're not managing expectations, whether that be their own or their bosses, of how long it truly takes somebody to have results. When I had my own agency, the biggest objection I had was, you're just telling us that because you want a six to 12 month engagement with us. And I'm like, no, yeah. that's how long it takes. Yeah, exactly. It's, 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 I've liked the analogy I've said many times, pay-per-click, Google ads or Facebook ads, is like renting a house. As long as you keep paying, your ad will stay up. But the moment you stop, you're, you're out on your backside, you're out on your ass, and your ad's no longer showing. Whereas SEO, search and optimization, is like a mortgage. It's a long-term investment. So over time, you'll get towards that owning your own property, which is like being page one of Google for your product or your service that people are actually searching for. And then that's when the traffic goes up, when the brand visibility goes up, and when you start getting those all-important inbound leads or sales or wherever you want to get to. But like you said, Daryl, you need to look at it for the long term. It's something you want to start really when you launch your website. Because most, nearly all industries, people are searching for what you do on Google, aren't they? And like you say, the high intent level is there because they're physically searching for what you want rather than seeing an ad somewhere. One of the first things we did, we started taking our podcasts and our webinars and we started transcribing them. So and, mm. and captioned them because then you put it in an SRT file and then YouTube can crawl it. Life is grand. But on the captioning side, we would then go optimize the page with the right, you know, header tags, everything else. And that was wonderful because it drove a ton more um, long tail, long term SEO activity simply by repurposing content we'd already made. Uh, beyond that, it was great because then I would give the transcriptions to my writers and they would use that to actually turn it into blogs or ebooks or everything else. So the SEO truly is, if I was to give you one piece of advice, I would, I would say do that. Let me ask you this. Um, there's lots of digital channels we can invest into. You know that, I know that. But if, uh, if I only have so much budget, and I had to, I had to shoehorn you. What's the one or two channels, digital channels, you think a business should start with investing for either a fast ROI or demonstrable ROI or just the biggest impact? Yeah. So if, if you've got, it depends what you mean by small. So if you're talking a few hundred quid a month, then I'd probably just say it, save it and go SEO. If you can do at least a grand plus or something like that, then 
chuck it into paid ads, especially if, you, if you're just starting and you've got a, that's, this is on the basis that you've got a decent landing page or website up that clearly demonstrates exactly how you can help people is, is laid out made with a decent user journey so people can easily get in touch with you or request a quote or consultation, whatever you want to push. So yeah, I'd say bet it, get it into paid ads, get that managed properly, and then you'll start to see a return quite fast as long as it's managed by a, somebody who knows what they're doing when it comes to ads. Um, Otherwise, if if you're if you've not got much of a budget, then and you're not on LinkedIn, then start looking into that. So start setting up a decent profile on LinkedIn if you're in the B two B space, and start looking at people in your industry that are putting out content. Understand what they're doing, understand the kind of posts they're doing, and start building up content like Daryl mentioned earlier, that's linked to what you do, but it's providing sound advice really. So whether it's case studies on what you've done, whether it's answering questions that you often get from your co customers or potential clients, where it's how-to videos. So all this useful kind of stuff that only takes a few minutes of your time each and every day. And much like SEO, LinkedIn's a long game. So it means over time you can drive people to your profile and when they're, they trust you enough and when they're ready, you'll be the one that they reach out to because they're seeing you consistently over time. When you're talking to your clients and your prospects, what's the biggest or most common misunderstanding that they have around digital marketing? I've got to ask you that. In other words, whether it's themselves or their team or their special advisors or their investors or their leadership, I see lots of misunderstanding. Um, and that leads to missed expectations, that leads to frustrations, that leads to failures, that leads to people losing their jobs. What's the biggest misunderstanding you see over and over again? There's quite a few. Um, <laughs> one is when we make a website live, why is it not getting traffic? Why is it not getting views? <laughs> and that's when I often say, well, when we first had our initial call, I did say that marketing is probably more important than the website itself. And you need to make sure you actually set a budget out to market it as well as having an all singing, all dancing, beautiful looking website. You need to actually set aside to budget a market marketing budget if you want people to find it, that is. Um, yeah, so I mean, the, the most important advice I would give is having those conversations really about when, when you're looking at marketing, making sure unless you're a business that's already got loads and loads of clients, and loads of customers and your digital marketing, your website is just purely a brochure to point people to, then you need to make sure you've actually got a, a budget or you've got an in-house team that can do your digital stuff. So whether that's social, whether that's SEO, whether that's paid ads, whether that's podcast or webinar, whatever you're using to drive people to your brand, to your digital presence, you need to have a plan. <laughs> so I want to talk about that because you're spot on and people, they, they misunderstand the role of the website. I, I agree with you on that one. And yet it seems they'll challenge you on that. So here's what I'll say to the audience. Okay. If you're doing exactly what Sam is saying, you're doing either pay-per-click, you're doing SEO, you're doing social, you're doing content, you know, all these digital channels that you're doing. Um, we'll use an example of you got a podcast, you got social media going on, you're sharing your content, you're having an opinion, you're engaging your, your target community, you're really messaging based on your ideal customer profile, you're nailing it. What happens? What happens is people who have a need for your services physically either get referred to you by word of mouth people, or they find your content on that online, on that social channel, on an email, on a newsletter, and they go, hmm, who is this Sam Dunning fellow? And they do one of two things. They go to LinkedIn to say, who's Sam Dunning? Because Sam is the personal brand, the manifestation of who this company is, but I'm doing business with Sam. Do I like Sam? Secondarily, they do, okay, let's go to the website. Who is 
this company on your website. That's your brochure, exactly as he said. And all you're really looking to do is to physically have a validation, a stamp that says, yes, we're real. Yes, we have clients. Yes, we know what we're doing. Yes, we sound smart. Yes, you should talk to us. And by the way, remember what he said? Here's the call to action. You should do something now to move the deal forward. SEO was a little different, right? SEO is high intent, but it's very specific. And it drives them into your website to a very specific page where that content resides. But again, as Sam said, if you you spent the time on the SEO to get them into your website, your fancy website, on an inside page. Does that page have a call to action? So you start to see how they all work together. Sam, how did I do? Did I get it right? That that was good. I mean, there's a couple of things we both missed, really. is is also building trust, which kind of links back to what we were talking about, social, the content, building, building that authority by actually posting content you know about that's linked to your service. So when it comes to your website, other other ideas to help actually convert, help actually get those inbound leads or sales is using things like social proof. So it's all good having a compelling offer, talking about the problems you fix, then having the call to action, but you actually want to build up a trust level. So as people go through your site, using things, leveraging things like customer reviews, <coughs> customer testimonials, if you're signed up to review sites like G2 Crowd or Good Firms, um, or using your Google reviews, those kind of things, or if you've got client testimonial videos, if you've got images of brand logos that you work with, all these kind of things nicely placed throughout your site consistently just adds that little extra layer of trust and it's almost subconscious. Um, but it just means that people aren't uh, understanding you're an accredited, accreditable sorry, company and that you're trustworthy. That's, that's so awesome the trust is huge, right? And again, if you, I, so if you haven't listened to, you know, I know you've been listening to Sam's show over and over again, folks. Um, if you're like me, for example, a couple of shows really jumped out at me. Uh, Jack Kosakowski's recent show on Demand Generation. Uh, Fred Kopskake on Partner, Your Partner Quotient. Both of them talk about the role of the personal brand has now really eclipsed kind of the corporate brand. And that's about building trust. So my advice to you, if you haven't, Go back and listen to those episodes, and it'll affirm everything that Sam's saying here, and that's what you need to be do. Uh, okay, question for you, man. I want you to be honest. Biggest, most expensive, most catastrophic, most impactful yeah. digital marketing mistake that you personally have ever made, whether it's for you, for a client, a what is one. it? I've got a good one. So okay. this, was, this was probably on my first stint at WebChoice, and... Tom, my cousin, who's one of the other owners of WebChoice, can back this up. So we had a new client. We had to build a shiny new website. And they said, Sam, can you please register this domain name for 10 years? I said, sure, no problem. Um, anyone who doesn't know what a domain name is, it's the name of your company.com. So in this case, it was a company called par-sw.com. So I just took it over the phone. And tip, never take domain names over the phone. So I said, yep, yeah, understood. No problem, sir. I've registered this for 10 years. It might have even been 20 years now. Typed it in, sent it to our, our hosting expert and said, yep, yeah, Felix, please register this domain for 10 years. Got it back, all registered, sent it to the client. Sam, it's parsw.com. You've registered parfw.com for 10 years. Oh. <laughs> that was oh. a down the drain. And that was not Sam. long after I started the job. <laughs> Sam, you've just bought yourself a domain you will never use. I hope you enjoy it. Uh, the good news was they caught it in time. <laughs> the bad news is, as you said, there goes a couple hundred quid down the drain that you will never get back. That's the thing about owning a business. I tell people all the time, especially when you're starting off, you're going to eat a lot of money. Your goal in the first year is to break even. If you can do that, you're doing great because you're building up clientele and you're going to make mistakes. So that's exactly what happens. All right. I want to bring it back to the podcast. You started a podcast, you're like, well, I'm going to do it. You know, I'm listening to Brandon, I'm listening to all these other people. That's cool, so I'll do it. But 
if someone now is listening to you, tables have turned, what's that one piece of advice that you have for them that you wished you would have known before you started? It's so many, but I would say in, this sounds corny, but invest in your personal development. So it wasn't until I started really thinking that I can want to do better in sales, I want to do better in marketing, I want to understand how to really grow businesses. And then I actively sought out, rather like the podcast, people that I respected to learn from. So in my case, I, I mainly consume content via podcasts or audiobooks. So understand, one, the best way you consume content, whether that's reading physical books, whether that's watching YouTube, video, explainer videos, whether that's podcasts, audiobooks. Understand the channel that works best for you to learn content, digest it, and then put it into action. Remember to put it into action. And then just do it. You don't have to go crazy to start with, but choose podcasts on topics you want to learn about um, or, or start, start reading books. So that once I started doing that, in my case, I wanted to improve my sales skills. I wanted to get a solid sales process. So I, yeah, I learned from people like Benjamin Dennehy, who at the time back then talked a lot about Sandler training. So I, I learned a lot of the frameworks like Sandler training, looked at Challenger Sale, looked at a whole bunch of frameworks, reworked those to what worked for me. And that helped me so much. Um, and then I just started consuming loads of podcasts and all that kind of stuff so yeah investing in your, your self-development is, is really important in your spare time if you want to if you want to learn because we we can all learn more so it's also being humble and understanding that you don't know at all which when i was younger I, I was a bit guilty of so if you look back at the money you invested to grow your company to grow web choice what would you invest differently now in hindsight yeah, so I mean, I'll, I'll be up front. A lot of the money was was company money, as we're there's three three of us that run the business, and we we've grown over the time, and of course we've taken out bank loans and stuff, and that brought it into a decent profit now. Um, in terms of spending money, well, there's there's a heck of a lot of stuff we've wasted money on, <laughs> endless endless things we've wasted <laughs> money on, learned from different. So whilst whilst we do Google ads and stuff like that, we've invested in a lot of different ad types over the years on different channels that have gone down the drain. But that's part of it. So not all marketing is work is going to work. So you do need to test things out. And that's one of the lessons we learned. So we're always up for testing different channels. And as long as you give them the time and you check the results, if if you didn't necessarily make money from it, at least you've learned from it. So you've learned this channel's not effective. Fine, we've done a good test of it. We won't do it again. Move on to the next one. So that's, that's part of marketing. That's part of digital. You need to trial things, whether that's trying a certain type of paid ads, whether that's giving SEO a good go, whether that's giving podcasting a good go or a webinar a good go, whatever channel it may be. You need to give it a good go to test it. You need to measure it properly. And if it doesn't give you decent results at ROI, then move on to the next thing. Oh, my gosh. The go, okay, people right there, that right there, that advice, that is such gold and it's so understated. I mean, let me put it to you a different way. And no matter what you choose to do, instead of dropping 10,000 quid because you're really confident it's going to happen, drop 1,000 and test it first. That will give you your answer and it will more than likely save you 9,000 quid. Trust me on that. I know this firsthand. All right, my friend, it's that time of the show. We're near the end. What's the best way to connect with and learn from <laughs> Sam Dunning? Dario Diamond. So, yeah, connect with me on LinkedIn, Sam Dunning. Surname's D-U-N-N-I-N-G. You're listening to the podcast. And uh, as, as you know, the company is WebChoice. I work for helping businesses grow with their digital marketing. It's webchoiceuk.com. Appreciate it, Daryl. There you go. As always, folks, thank you for tuning in. Be sure to subscribe to the Business Growth Show 
wherever the heck you get your podcasts for weekly interviews and biz with business leaders to boost your sales, make best use of marketing and grow your business. Let's do Sam a favor right now though. Go search Sam's Business Growth Show on your podcast channel of choice. And if you haven't already, hit the subscribe button. And whilst you're there, if it lets you rate or review the podcast, do him a solid and do that so that others will know all about him and his amazing show. That's it. We're done. Thank you very much for tuning in on this history-making 100th episode of Sam's Business Growth Show. My name is Daryl Prale. I am the CRO of VanillaSoft and host of the Inside Inside Sales Show. We'll see you next week. Thank you.